a real thrill for me. And the, the reason why I have such respect for what you do is you have a historically informed conversation of depth and detail. Be sure to tune in to Tavis Smiley, weekday mornings, 9 a.m. to 12 noon, on your unapologetically progressive radio station, KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA Talk 1580. We're just trying to close up the wealth gap. Get to this generational wealth. Bet that. We're going to lift off like a jetpack. Time to tune in, not just speaking real facts. Right here is everything you need. This ain't no get rich quick thing. Create your own economy. Because we're ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Create. Your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Learn from the queen of crypto, your host, Naja Roberts, leading people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left behind. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. Today is Friday. February the 10th, 2023, and what a great day it is. And since it's February the 10th, I would like to say happy birthday to Cryptopian, Brendan Reader, and Art Colson. I want to say happy birthday to you this day. And if you are a Cryptopian, then regularly, if you are a Cryptopian, that listens in regularly, I would like to invite you to our, um, just click on and send us a quick test text message at 424-317-7373. And if you missed that, if you're a Cryptopian that would like to have your birthday celebrated with us here on the Heather Crypto Curve, we would love to do that. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are in the middle of our Black Futures Month. And today in the Bitcoin space, we are honoring a gentleman by the name of Justin Redrick. Now, Justin Redrick hailed from the Virginia and he hails from the Virginia area. And the reason why he is so inspirational to me is because he was someone that was formerly incarcerated. And tried to find out what this thing called Bitcoin was all about. And um, coincidentally, on my end here on the West Coast, I had been doing something called Bars to Bitcoin, where we were educating individuals that were on parole that had just come home from prison. When they come home from prison and they've been incarcerated for a while, they're trying to learn 
how you know not necessarily how an ATM machine works because there were ATM machines before they went in but things like the amounts are different um, you know there's more access than when they went in they're learning how to to use um, a debit card they're learning how to balance books they're they're trying to learn a bunch of different things and it's all coming to them from different directions all at once. And so I started going into parole meetings to really just introduce the returning citizens community to Bitcoin and the fact that they could actually get a few Satoshis and hold on to it and do very well. And I will say to you that those individuals back in 2017, 2018, 2019, that got involved with Bitcoin and just started saving a little bit, not getting involved in the coin casino, but really just trying to learn about the technology in Bitcoin. They've done very well. Justin is one of those individuals, even though he wasn't someone that was under my tutelage here on the West Coast. He was doing his thing on the East Coast. And so right now, his whole mission and everything that he does is about going in and educating uh, those returning citizens and individuals in different cohorts. They have these actual cohorts on the East Coast that are full of individuals that are trying to learn about how to change their financial destiny and what better way to do it than to be involved in Bitcoin at the very beginning, even though you all think this has been going on for a very long time, we're really still at the beginning. And so just to see individuals that have an option um, to be able to bank a different way just is just phenomenal. And I think when you've been incarcerated and you're talking about freedom on different levels, you know, things resonate different with individuals that have been incarcerated and, and they've been doing really well because they're focused on not retaining um the lifestyle that they had before they went in, they want to get into something new and different and they want to go forward and they need an opportunity. And there's not a lot of things out there that are willing to allow individuals to be, um, be new. I'm going to say because they hold a lot of things against you when you have felonies and things of that sort. So again, Justin Redrick, he has a book out as well as called From Bars to Bitcoin. And he's a great person in our community uh, to really just talk to if you have somebody that's incarcerated or somebody that is if you're listening to me and you've been incarcerated and you want to kind of get into that circle to start to educate uh, Justin Redrick is your man for that. And um, we'll have some more things coming to you sometime in 2023 as it relates to our Bars to Bitcoin program and what we're going to be doing to continue to educate. And I'm doing mostly the women's prisons. And so we're waiting on that clearance at, since COVID is over. And so we're excited about that. So, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we'll jump into the cryptocurrency conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, in a more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. 
All right, welcome forward. So first and foremost, today is our Friends and Family Friday. And we had scheduled today uh, Dr. Jamor Montgomery, and he was going to be speaking to us today. Unfortunately, because of some of the things that are going on in Nigeria, he was unable on Wednesday to make it back uh, here to the United States. So he's over in Nigeria and uh, I kind of been pulling on his ear <laughs> and a couple of other people that are back on the ground in Nigeria because of the fact that I told you yesterday that today would be the last day that Nigerians could actually utilize their old Naira notes. And so a Naira notes is like a dollar, a United States dollar, but it's called a Naira note. And um, they cannot, um, they were not supposed to be able to use them after today. And there was just absolute chaos and pandemonium happening in front of the banks. People were sleeping in front of the banks the last couple of days. When they got into the bank, the bank was only talking, taking a certain number of individuals. And then even when those certain number of individuals were going into the banks and actually getting seen, they did not have any currency to give them because the banks had run out. So you can imagine people were in panic. People were in up and on. And so this morning, very, very early, very early, the um, Supreme Court actually upheld and stopped the Central Bank of Nigeria from stopping the use of the old Naira notes. And um, we're just really going to keep our eye on this because this is going to let us know, um, you know, just how these things can work. And I'm not going to say that they're going to happen exactly like this, but I think that a lot of times when things like this happen in other countries, we sit back, we watch, we see what to do, what not to do, how to actually implement a change in money. This has happened, ladies and gentlemen, throughout history over and over and over again. Um, and the closest one that we can actually pin with a time frame from some folks that may still be alive was actually 1933. And my grandfather was around in 1933. Um, and so just to really take a look at how they took gold and changed the currency. And that happened in 1933, an executive order by our president at the time. And so we know that there is going to be a change of money very soon. And so we don't know when, we don't know how, we don't know what catastrophe has to happen, or uh, we just don't know what is going to happen. We know it's happening. We're about six days from finishing the uh, CBDC, the Central Bank Digital Currency Pilot Program. They're about six days away, a week because they wanted to finish it before President's Day, and they're going to do just that. And so the banks are really getting a feel for how this CBDC is going to work.
able to it's going to take some time for them to actually be able to roll it out. And again, we don't know exactly how they're going to do it, but we're going to keep our eye on it. We're going to keep an eye on Nigeria. We're going to also keep an eye on another couple of companies countries in which their currency is no longer uh, being having the value that they were expecting. And so these are several of the reasons why a lot of us in this Bitcoin and cryptocurrency space are really trying to get the word out that there are some things happening right now that we're not used to where we can't fathom what is actually going to be like, but we can always be ready. And so with the Supreme Court stopping the Central Bank of Nigeria from doing what they're doing temporarily. Now, this is temporarily. This is not uh, this is not going to be something that they're going to be able to hold off forever, but they are just holding on temporarily. And so I'm going to keep an eye on it. I'm going to let you all know because they do have a E Naira. And again, that's just like E money or a. that out they're going to be rolling that out very soon so we'll keep an eye on it and ladies and gentlemen i am going to just really kind of flip the script just a little bit because there wasn't a warning that came out now there's a couple of people because i'm in the money space that i watch a lot and there's a gentleman by the name of mark chikin and mark chikin has been known for telling us or sharing with us when different markets are going to fail. He actually predicted uh, some of the things that were going to happen in 2020 as it related to the market crash. And um, just here recently, he is saying, and I say just here recently, in the last 24 hours, he is saying that He's going to just speak his mind no matter what. And he is on CNBC Mad Money. And I've been on a couple of those shows to talk to them about cryptocurrency. And so I look to a lot of these other individuals that are really combing through data, that are looking at numbers, trying to really figure out exactly what is happening. But today he has gone public with something that he has never said before on national air not in any of his appearances on Fox Business or CNBC. And ladies and gentlemen, Mark Chankin said, a strange day is coming to America. And he stated that new big wave of wealth and just in case you missed that because I think we're having a little bit of technical difficulties he said a massive and surprising new transition could determine the next big wave of wealth and so we need to make sure that he is saying that if you are in the stock market right now 
He's saying that you're in for a big surprise and there are numerous things that uh, are going to change. And he came right out and said he's not talking about cryptocurrencies at all. He's talking about the stock market specifically. world would you could do everything extremely world extremely companies and he's invested in ordinary companies and made a slew of money and that's how he spent the major majority of his 50 years on wall street but he said the simple fact is i have not seen something this startling since the collapse of Priceline.com on CNBC in 12 and 2012. So a lot of the experts didn't believe him at the time that he was talking about Priceline and some of the other things. And that one particular trade showed a 733% gain overnight. Um, and so he's pretty good at this stuff. And so since he's watching the stock market, and he's watching money. We're looking at these interest rates. And he goes a little bit deeper to really tell most Americans uh, that they need to get prepared because he understands that they're not ready for anything, including retirement. We're not ready to see what this new wave of wealth is. And um, he is asking for every American to really change the way that they see their finances, because this is a critical time in history. And he went a little bit further and a little bit deeper, and he doesn't ne necessarily say inner city communities or the black and brown communities or those that are disadvantaged. He didn't say that, but he basically said that people that are living below the poverty line and, you know, some folks fall under that are going to be absolutely devastated. Um, and, and it's not because they're in the stock market. It's just because money is going to dry up. And I've been saying that for the longest, and I'm hoping that each and every one of you are looking at ways to start to save, to cut back a little bit. And I want to make sure that we make the distinction because saving is very, very different from investing. And a lot of people think that that is the exact same thing, but it's not. It's two different things. When we're talking about saving and investing, you got two separate buckets of money. And I know a lot of people can't save or invest because they're living paycheck to paycheck. But I hope the fact that we're dollar cost averaging every single day. I hope that that shows you how you can do it in the cryptocurrency space, but you can also do that in the regular money space. Instead of you doing extra things, you can go ahead and put a couple of dollars away. You can put that into savings, but you can also take a couple of extra dollars and put it into investments. Uh, some of the investing that you need to do on some of the other platforms that let you do $10, $100, it doesn't have to be a whole lot of money. I, I still caution everybody to stay away from Robin Hood. That's not one of the ones that I'm suggesting, but I am suggesting that there are some platforms that you can invest a very small amount. And at the end of the month, you can really see uh, some, some, um, you can really see some, 
small improvements in your savings. And I'll say that. And I've chosen to pick organizations and companies that allow me to save by rounding up. And I'm just going to say this, and I know it's in the old money space. It's not in the cryptocurrency space, but let's just say I go to the register and my, my bill comes to $12 and 52 cent. I can actually round up to $13 and the difference between the $13 and the $12 and 51 cent I actually am putting into some sort of savings and it's called a roundup. And um, I enjoy doing that. I enjoy utilizing platforms that allow me to do that because I'm saving without really thinking about it. Because if I had the cash, most of the time, what we would do if we got change back, we just have a pocket or a purse full of these quarters, dimes and nickels that we maybe put into a sparklets container or some a sparklets bottle. I don't know if you all remember that back in the day. In fact, I just found one uh, and I was going to start putting change in it. And I said, why would I do this when this money is sitting here depreciating is absolutely depreciating. So what I'm going to do is cash it in and go ahead and buy myself some Bitcoin. Now, I will caution you on that. That coin star machine, you all know, in the grocery store, the coin star machine, it definitely gives you cash, but it gives you Bitcoin now as well. And for every dollar I put in that machine, they took 10 cents. So I don't know if that's such a great idea. You might want to just go to the bank. All right. I, again, I apologize to each and every one of you. So I was talking about the coin star machine that actually now gives you Bitcoin when you go into your grocery store. Um, I would suggest staying away from that machine because even with fiat money, it takes too much of our money. They take 10 cent on every dollar and it might not be at all of the coin star machines, but that's a lot of money to give somebody that's 10%. And so they're doing the same thing with Bitcoin as well. You can. with me today um so ladies and gentlemen you can invest in bitcoin you can save in bitcoin as well again the price goes up and down it's volatile i'm gonna always say that and ladies and gentlemen when we come forward we Courage is contagious. contagious. We're KBLA Talk 1580. 
This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. All right. Welcome forward. Thank you for rocking with me today through all the good, the bad and the ugly today. So we are just going to jump right in because Bitcoin and prices are going down. That means it's on sale. Just like you would go to the store and you would see a purse that you like and you say, ah, that costs a little bit too much. But when you go back to the store and it's 20% off, you decide to buy it. So I'm just going to say Bitcoin is on sale right now. Today, it is at $21,629. It's down in the last hour. And I will say it's red all the way across. So it's down 0.61% in the last hour. In the last 24 hours, it's down 0.87%. And in the last seven days, it's down 7.49%. Ethereum is exactly the same. It's down to $1,518. In the last hour, it's down 0.85%. In the last 24 hours, it's down 1.7%. And in the last eight days, it's down 8.36%. So what's happening, you might be asking yourself. And remember, as we learn about stocks, as we learn about different markets, they react to different things that have are going on, different pieces of news, different behaviors of companies. But because Bitcoin does not have a company or no CEO to say any ill things about any nationality of people, Bitcoin really makes its changes, its ebbs and flows based on the users, those of us that utilize it. If we think something is coming that is something that may take our money, well, then we put a little bit more into Bitcoin. When we think that we need to come out of Bitcoin to do something, then we do those things. So it's not necessarily the news that happens, but then again, it is because when different Fed regulators and different individuals say that they're about to start to tighten up or tax uh, cryptocurrency users, people start to get scared just like they do in any other markets. And so with that, I'm going to share with you what has happened today. Again, on this show with Ahead of the Crypto Curve, as we all learn about this new industry, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be good and bad. People are going to say ill things, and I promise never to be all the way one-sided. I'm one-sided when it comes to what you should be um, dollar-cost averaging with. However, when there are things that come out that you need to hear and you need to know about, I am going to make sure that you get that. So with that being stated, the Fed's Waller gave an actual warning to investors in cryptocurrency. And so I am going to put it out there. He said, don't be surprised if the price goes to zero. Investing.com is actually reporting that the U.S. regulators rhetoric against cryptocurrency reached new heights today, which is Friday, February 10th. Now, you all remember this. I'm saying these dates because I need you all to know 
when time passes and we look back at these conversations and we think how they helped misguide people from the right direction, it kind of benefits us. But, you know, for those that listen to this stuff, it's just uh, it just it, it is what it is when they miss out. But with without going through that, the Federal Reserve governor. His name is Christopher Waller. He warned that digital coins could lose all their value someday and buyers shouldn't expect to be bailed out. Now, I find it funny that he said buyers shouldn't expect to be bailed out when the banks have gotten bailed out over and over and over again. And they intentionally cause these collapses. But he said, if you buy crypto assets and the price goes to zero at some point, please don't be surprised and don't expect taxpayers to socialize your losses. And that is just a kettle calling the pot black. But anyway, that's where we are. He said Waller will be in a in a very forceful speech and he will be aiming to enlighten Americans over uh, the unknown risks of digital coins and the often abuse that investors face at the hands of this new industry. And um, I always say that consumer protection is education and the price of Bitcoin as coy, as you all know, he's letting everybody know that it is very volatile and that it could possibly go to zero, which we hear everyone say a lot. And Bitcoin has been dead in most people's opinion, probably about 10 times. And it's rebounded and done what it needs to do. But I think a lot of what is happening is they're looking at the FTX saga and the collapse of FTX. And they're thinking that it's the entire cryptocurrency space because so many people are intertwined in that. And because of the fact that a lot of senators and Congressmen and women have been asked to return the money to the cryptocurrency space. I think, again, we're going to leave uh, a really bad taste in our regulators mouth and nobody really knows how hard they're going to come for the cryptocurrency space and take out on us what they should have been taking out on Sam Bankman Freed. And so he said that the cryptocurrency community has stressed the whole financial industry. And I beg to differ. I think that you that I shouldn't say you all. They stress themselves by getting involved with someone that told them that they were going to get rich quick. And they bit the they bit the worm and uh, he pulled them in and he he ran them raked them over the coals. And so there's going to be some really stringent rules and things that come out very soon and we're getting ready for it because we understand that we're going to have to pay for some of the things that happened with Sam Bankman free case in point Kraken just got slapped today with a massive massive fine by the SEC and they got charges stating that they were selling securities. And so I don't know if you all remember last year, I was talking to you about staking. Staking is when you have Bitcoin and you decide to give it to someone else and allow them to give you returns on your money on their platform. 
And that is exactly what Kraken was doing. But Kraken was doing exactly what the banks were doing or have done. They take people's money. They go out and they loan that money out. And then they get the massive amounts of interest back. And then they give the investors a little bit of what they want to give them. It's a little bit different from some of the other things that um, have been happening in this space. And we'll talk about that, too, as they come along. But it looks like they're going to start hitting people pretty hard with fines. And that's one of the reasons our exchange has just decided to be Bitcoin only. Be safe. We're going to be safe in this space. We don't have millions of dollars to pay the SEC for any type of fines or anything of that sort sort and so in order for us not to get involved in those sorts of things we did from day one make a decision that all investors would be able to hold their own bitcoin right that second immediately after the exchange was done and we would not custody the custody the coin a lot of exchanges as i've stated have made a massive amount of money holding your coins for you not your keys not your coin not your keys not your cheese they can do whatever they want to do but finally it looks like they're going to come in and start to find people. And so Kraken is one of those and they are closing their doors on their staking services. So when we come forward, I am just um, really full on some of the things that are happening in this space today. And it looks like they're coming and. A lot of things are going to be a distraction, but we're going to stay focused and we are going to do what we need to do to help close the wealth gap in our communities. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Nick near you. Now, now let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA, KBLA Talk, Talk 1580. All right. And on our Ask Naja Roberts section, I want to really say that this question is something that is near and dear to me. And I hope that people continue to ask the question because it gives me an opportunity to answer. I um, have been asked so many times, why do you... Are you why are you so against us buying Bitcoin with a credit card? So first and foremost, I think that it is a bad idea to pull money from your house or from your properties. I think it's a bad idea to pull from your 401k or anything like that. And I think it's a bad idea to purchase Bitcoin using a credit card. Number one, because the interest rates are high on a lot of our credit cards. And when the price of Bitcoin is going down right now, like it is, you're paying interest on it and you're also losing just a tad bit of value. You're not losing the amount of Satoshis that you have, but you're losing just a tad bit of of your uh, investment meaning in in monetization in numbers I'll say it in numbers because you're definitely going to have if you buy you know 10,000 satoshis today you're still going to have 10,000 satoshis tomorrow and when the price goes up you're still going to have 10,000 satoshis it's just going to be that the price is different for those amount of satoshis and when you buy with the credit card 
you're stuck with paying that interest on that credit card and Bitcoin may not rise as quickly as it needs to uh, in order for you to see a gain or really be like the right move as it relates to buying with the credit card. And so I would just caution each and every one of you. I know sometimes you feel like you think you're going to miss out, even like today when I'm saying Bitcoin is on sale and you think you might buy it at twenty one thousand and you're not buying a whole entire Bitcoin. You're buying a small fractional and you're using your credit card. But what if Bitcoin continues to go down to eighteen thousand or fifteen thousand and you still got this credit card bill with this high amount of interest, but you have Satoshis? I just really don't feel like I don't feel safe and I don't. I don't sleep well at night when I'm worried about other folks losing money. And so I would just suggest that if you don't actually have that liquid cash that is sitting somewhere or that you have decided not to go and buy your favorite pair of shoes that month, uh, if you have that and you can afford to lose it, then I would suggest, you know, you just continue to do it that way. Do not borrow to purchase Bitcoin. It's just not a good, it's not a good way to do things. It's not going to be, um, I'm in the immediate. It's not going to be a good thing to do. And I know a lot of people have, you know, taken a loan and bought themselves some Bitcoin and they've put it to the side and all of those things. And it's, I'm not saying that, you know, you can't win that way, but I would like for us to all remain safe in this space. And so that requires us to really utilize the funds that we actually have that are extra. And I don't know that anybody has any extra money, but I'm saying it's not borrowed money. And so there's a couple bucks sitting in your checking account or your savings account and you like to put some in Bitcoin, then you can do that. But please do not borrow against any of your other assets to buy Bitcoin right now. I just don't think it's a good idea. And I think that we can find other ways to uh, cut back just a teeny bit to really be able to participate in the Bitcoin space and sleep well at night. So that is my question. And then on the other hand, why exchanges such as mine do not accept uh, credit cards for individuals that are trying to buy Bitcoin. The biggest issue is something called a chargeback. Do you know that you can buy Bitcoin from me with a credit card and you got up to 90 days to tell that card issuer that you didn't make that charge? Well, because Bitcoin is irreversible, you cannot get the Bitcoin back we have already given you the Bitcoin, but then if somebody decides that they want to go and tell their bank that they didn't make this transaction, then we're out of the money and we're out of the Bitcoin. And so we made a, a um, we made a decision very early on not to utilize credit cards and it's for the good of our community anyway. So ladies and gentlemen, that is why we don't use credit cards and this is why I don't want Anyone, if you can possibly do this without utilizing credit or pulling from any other of your savings, um, I would just suggest that you 
just again, just go slow, get in where you fit in. There's no major emergency, but just getting off zero is something you need to do. And again, it can be with $6, very simple. So ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we will jump into the dollar cost average conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Community. Broadcasting live from Lower Park, USA. USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. It is time for us to do our daily dollar cost averaging. And someone said that compounding makes it's simple. It absolutely does. And so we are doing our daily dollar cost average. A DCA a day keeps poverty away. And ladies and gentlemen, we are doing our daily dollar cost averaging on the Black Wall Street wallet. And there are so many great things happening in this space. And I've been talking with people today about some of the benefits of us recycling black dollars and how people are starting to wake up and understand even though you may pay a little bit more for something to support a black business is really important uh, during this times and so again I stick to what I say we're doing the black wall street wallet may take us a little bit longer maybe a tad bit more uh, tedious to get our KYC done or know our customers um, but you can do small amounts on the Black Wall Street wallet. If you need to do bigger amounts, you can do them with crypto blockchain plug. However, you still have access to Bitcoin. So with that, we are going to do $6 worth of Satoshis today. A Satoshi is the smallest increment of the Bitcoin, just like a penny is the smallest increment of a dollar. And we are going to put it into our KBLA Talk 1580 wallet. We've got just about another two months to show you how much I have been able to stack in Satoshis by doing $6 a day when the price of Bitcoin is up, when the price of Bitcoin is down, when the price of Bitcoin has, as they would say, crashed in their opinion uh, or died or gone away. It just absolutely has not. I'm going to continue to stack those little bitty Satoshis. I don't care how small it is. I'm just going to continue to stack. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, please go ahead and click the purple circle in the middle you're going to click continue you can do six dollars you can set this up you can forget it i'm just going to do this for one time and after i do this for one time i'm going to put it in the kbla talk 1580 wallet and there we are we have purchased six dollars worth of satoshis today so ladies and gentlemen i just want to first of all say thank you to each and every one of you for rocking with me today on ahead of the crypto curve and we are making way for the dl hughley show and you all know i DL. this is this talk have an in you're listening to Naja Roberts on the head of the crypto curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms at Naja Roberts. No underscores, no dots, no numbers, just Naja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Learn or get left behind. 
create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.